the Experience Darden Podcast. I'm your host, Brett Twitty, and you are listening to a new episode. On this episode of the podcast, I'd like to feature a conversation I recently recorded with Christina Wong Numura. Christina is a second year student here at Darden in our class of 2020, and she and I recently sat down to talk a little bit more about how she decided to pursue an MBA, what her first year was like, what clubs and organizations have been meaningful to her during her time here in Charlottesville, and what she's looking forward to accomplishing in her second year here. So without further ado, here's my conversation with Christina Wong Numura. Christina, welcome to the podcast. Thanks for having me. All right. So uh, for our listeners at home, tell us a little bit more about you. Uh, who are you? Where are you from? Um, so my name is Christina Wong Namora. I am the daughter of two Asian Peruvian immigrants, and I grew up in Toronto, Canada. A lovely city. Um, I, got, I got to go to Canada last fall uh, to recruit for Darden. I've never been to Toronto before. I've been to Montreal. It's a fantastic place. Huge, though. It is. It is. And I love it because it's so uh, multicultural and very diverse. Absolutely. Um, so what was your background before uh, coming to business school? We get this question from prospective students all the time. I think oftentimes they're wondering, do I have the right background? Do I have the right educational or professional background? What did you do before coming to Darden? Yeah. Um, so I'm a biomedical engineer. I went to Duke University for undergrad. And then I spent seven years in industry in the pharmaceutical operations space. <laughs> Was an MBA something you had thought about for a long time, or is it something that occurred to you while you were working uh, in, in, in your professional career? Uh, the MBA was something that I had been thinking about for a while. Um, I actually bought my GMAT book in 2014, but didn't really open it until 2017. So it took me a little while to, mm -hmm. to push myself uh, to, to actually study again to get, uh, to get that test done. Um, but it's always something that I've been striving for and planning to do. So um, as you thought about schools, um, what, what were you looking for? What was important to you as you sort of narrowed your school search down? Yeah. Um, there was a variety of things that were important to me. I think the first and foremost was the nature of the program and the academic rigor that was going to be around it. If I was going to stop working for a couple of years, uh, I needed to make sure that it was going to be well worthwhile and I was going to come out with something um, really substantial out of it, some good learning. So I think that that's what really drew me first and foremost to Darden. Uh, the second piece of it is the cultural fit. So I think that that is um, very important. The the folks that are at each of the schools give you a little bit of a sense of a, the different cultures that are there. Um, each school has their own unique um, identity, and I really identified with the Darden culture. Yeah, there was some great current student advice. We did this admissions tip series on the blog where we asked students, you know, both on the research side, you know, how do you find you know, the school that might be uh, might be the right place for you? And, and then how do you think about applying? And so the, the research side was really interesting because a lot of the students were talking about spending time on, on grounds, coming for a visit, taking time just to observe how students engage. Um, because, you know, there, there are a lot of great business schools out there, um, but they may not all be the right, right place for you. And so uh, did you visit as part of your research process? Yes, I did. Um, I visited for the interview. Um, I didn't get a chance to visit before even applying. Um, but if you have the capability of doing that, I highly recommend folks to do that. Um, but yes, I very much appreciated my time on grounds. It really helped solidify 
my thoughts and um, my perception of the culture and the and the space at Darden. So coming from Toronto, obviously mm-hmm. a big city, you had spent time in Durham before. Mm-hmm. Um, how did you think about Charlottesville? For some of uh, some of our candidates uh, who are less familiar with with the city. Uh, they may think, gosh, it's small by comparison to some of the places uh, that they may be considering. Uh, was Charlottesville an asset or something that you sort of wondered about or had questions about as you were doing your research? I definitely had questions about it. I came, I grew up in a pretty large city. Um, I had lived in a variety of different cities uh, throughout my professional career. So I lived in Philly, which is also a large city, Chicago, also a large city, and then Kansas City, which is definitely the smallest of those, of those three. But um, Charlottesville was significantly smaller smaller than anywhere I had lived before. And so I had concerns, but again, I think that's where the visit really comes in so that you can you can really get a flavor for what really is going on in the city. And um, I've been really pleasantly surprised with Charlottesville. So uh, we should note, um, speaking of visits, we're actually recording this on the day of a, of a showcase here. So it's actually uh, one of our more formal admissions visit days, a day of full of programming for our prospective students who are here. But uh, just underscores again, uh, we obviously think that there's a lot of value in spending time on grounds. And if you do have, have the opportunity to come earlier in the process, it can be really helpful as you think about you know, just your why. Why Darden? Why do you, you, know, you want to get an MBA as you talk with the students and hear their stories that might help you sort of think about your path. Um, so let's talk about, all right, so you came to Darden first year. Obviously, a lot is made of the Darden first year experience. You know, there's an intensity there. Um, case method is an adjustment for everybody. Um, what was that like? Uh, you know, coming back to school, you'd been out for a little while, you know, adjusting to Darden. Uh, what was that like? It was challenging. I would be lying if I didn't say it wasn't challenging. So um, just getting into the rhythm of studying again was uh, was hard for me um, and a, an adjustment for sure. But I did feel like that throughout the entire process, I had support. So mm. I had support um, in this section with my classmates. I had an immense amount of support in my learning team uh, who I like consider my family. And then I also had uh, incredible support from my partner who was able to come to Charlottesville with me. Nice. So let's talk about your learning team a little bit because we do get questions from time to time from prospective students about how the teams are formed and you know the team dynamic. And there's an intentionality to how the teams are put together. Should note that. Try to have a diverse set of skills on the team. Um, how did your team work together? Because each team sets their own norms and their own practices. So how did you all work together? Yeah, I think something that was pretty successful for us at the beginning is we each set our priorities when coming to business school. Like it. On a scale of one to three, are you most interested in the academic piece, or the recruiting piece, the social piece? How do you rank those so that we were all aware of each other's priorities? And I think that that really helped set the standard. Um, and then the other part of it was just the diversity in that space and the openness to share and be okay with saying, I have no idea how to do this accounting case. Um, Please help me. (laughs) The CPA on our team was amazing. And um, really, I think when I look at it from the perspective of the person who didn't know anything, um, I thought it was really valuable to have an expert in the room. And yet later throughout the core, those roles switched. So when it came to operations cases, it was now my turn to be able to share something that was more intuitive to me that for others was not. 
So how did you think about I mean, so Darden has a core curriculum, right? You're yeah. going to have to take accounting, finance, you know, all <laughs> all of these classes. And for some people, uh, that can cause some anxiety. You know, if you're if you're not if you haven't taken a lot of quantitative classes in your prior educational experience, uh, was that? I mean, obviously, as a science uh, engineering major, you probably had some quant in your background, but you may not have had accounting or finance. How did how did you think about that? Yeah, they they terrified me at first. <laughs> so I had no background in that. Um, hadn't taken any kind of accounting or finance, even the basics, where all the terminology was new to me. So I think um, enrolling in Darden before Darden was a big uh, plus for me to even get that exposure. The um, Coursera courses were also very helpful before coming to to school. And then um, once I was in the, the core, uh, even though at times it was a little intimidating, the faculty have been extremely helpful and accessible. And I didn't realize until perhaps the end of CORE how much I actually really absorbed um, and, and what I can actually do uh, and in understanding uh, finance cases. Like I was able to complete like a, a model for evaluating a company and I never would have been able to do that just, you know, 18 months prior. So it's uh, you learn more than you think you do, which is I, a surprise. I, yeah, I hear that from students all the time that, <laughs> you know, you're going from class to class to class and you're super busy and you rarely have that time. You don't have a whole lot of downtime to reflect um, on everything that you've learned. But sometimes it hits people when they get to their summer job and they can kind of see how these things fit together or maybe when they get to the end of that first year. Um, let's talk about your section, though, because section identity is really – at least to me, as somebody who's a little bit outside of the experience, seems important just looking at all the enthusiasm the individual sections have. So which section were you? I was section C. Okay. Yeah, we're the sea monsters. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, and you were a section representative? I was, yes. Um, so um, some of our listeners may not be as familiar with what it means to be a section representative. So uh, how did you get that role and, and what does it entail? Yeah. Um, so the section representative, the way I like to describe it is that you're the liaison between your section and the rest of the Darden school. So the liaison with faculty, the liaison with amongst the um, the student government, um, you are kind of like that representative, that first uh, first level of, uh, I guess, the first level that they see when uh, referring to the section. Um, the I was elected into that role. So there's like a whole nominations and elections process that went into that. And it was just a few short weeks after we started the core. So a pretty uh, intimidating process to go through. I almost didn't even run, but I'm so glad that I did. Uh, amazing uh, learning experience. It's, I think, interesting to be a leader at Darden because everyone here is a leader, right? So how do you define yourself as a leader of leaders? Um, it was a fascinating experience and uh, one that is extremely rewarding. I, I imagine, um, given how busy students are in their first year, and he kind of hinted at this, maybe you thought, uh, do I need to put this on my plate? Is this something that I need to do? How did you think through that? Yep. So originally I was um, going to run for one of the leadership positions on the board of the section because each section has the rep and then they also have a team of uh, leadership boards that have different positions. And I was originally going to run for the social rep for that um, for that board for the section. And then um, a, a, a classmate actually told me, you know what, I think you should you should go for it. And I think that just goes to show how um, at Darden, you all can get lifted up by those around you, um, and they see potential in you that you might not even see in yourself, which is really special. 
So you, you mentioned having an operations background. Um, what's your area of interest? You, you know, when you think professionally, um, what what have you targeted? What industries? What have you thought about? Um, doing? Yeah, um, I've always been very focused in the general management and operations space. Um, I didn't come to Darden to be a consultant or a banker like many people do. Um, I really was targeting that uh, GMO space. Um, but it's really important to me that I have some kind of link to the health uh, services side. So coming from pharmaceuticals, um, I, I'm looking at medical device industries. I'm looking at uh, anything that has that biofocus uh, because it is important to me. What did you do uh, this past summer? Um, I was with Danaher uh, in Miami with the Beckman Coulter uh, operating company, and I was in product management, which was a stretch for me since it has nothing like it it didn't feel like it had any ties to my background before. So um, it was challenging for me, but still like extremely rewarding and amazing growth and development opportunity for my learning. So I'm always we ask this question of a few of our guests uh, in the first season of the podcast. Um, we talked about the internships. Like, what were you actually asked to do as an intern? Um, sometimes people work on these really huge projects that have like you're not going to finish it all, but they're curious about how you think through like something that's enormous. How do you orient uh, to that? What did What did you do this summer? Yes. So my summer was looking at um, the hematology product uh, product line and looking at our competition uh, that had a certain capability and evaluating for us in hematology if it was worthwhile for us to invest in developing that capability ourselves uh, or partnering with another company that would help us develop that capability and ultimately providing a, a strategic recommendation on whether or not it was worthwhile to go forward. Wow, that's that's really really interesting. Yes, something I had never thought I would be able to do before, but um, I made it through, and I ended up uh, having a, a recommendation of actually not moving forward with it. And um, for me, that was a, a big learning because I always thought that you know you get assigned this project, you 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 should be able to move forward, and. Um, a good lesson was that saying no sometimes is just as valuable as saying yes, go for it. How do you think Darden prepared you for your summer experience, or how do you think um, how do you think it helped you be equipped to be successful in your summer experience? Yeah, um, so there's some tactical things that definitely. Uh, helped. Um, first was like I was able to understand and build my own financial model to help support that uh, recommendation. That's a technical skill, I guess, that uh, helped me. But just being in the case method environment and being willing to ask questions and speak up, um, I think that was also something that was was helpful and transferred over to my summer internship. And the last piece may be a little bit harder to quantify, but just that um, being in an ambiguous space and not always knowing the answer. In At school, we, we read a case and we're so lucky to have all of the data in all of the exhibits that we have presented to us. And now, um, now we go into the real world, so to speak, and maybe that's not necessarily the case, but being comfortable with that and, um, again, knowing the right questions to ask in order to gather that information, I think that was helpful. Yeah, certainly the case method is about questions, right? Mm-hmm. It's Socratic in nature and, and you know, it's just sort of a framework for how you unpack information. So um, 
You're now back here in Charlottesville. Uh, we're sitting in the Darden Media Studios recording this podcast. <laughs> uh, you, you started your second year. Yes. Um, it's a, it's always amazing to me how quickly people move through this experience. Maybe it, maybe it might feel a little bit slower to you. Maybe it feels faster to you. Um, what are you looking forward to? What are you involved with as a second-year student? What What's exciting to you about this year? Yes, um, so everyone says second year, best year, right? That's the that's the motto that we have. Um, however, I will say that I am equally as busy uh, in my second year that I have been in the first year. And someone uh, told me that it's it's by choice, right? This is these are the uh, courses that you've chosen, the opportunities that you've chosen to be a part of, and. Um, I am involved in a couple of uh, boards here uh, for second year. Um, I'm involved with the Graduate Women in Business Club, uh, VP of Community there, and then uh, also on the WAC board, which is Wine and Cuisine Club, not Weighted Average Cost of Capital. <laughs> Easily confused, but also intentional. Um, I'm VP of Cuisine there, and it's it's a lot of fun. So um – how did you pick these organizations or, or these roles? I mean, likely a, a number of things you could get involved with. Um, how, did, how did you pick these roles? Yeah, um, both of those clubs are, are clubs that I was a participant of um, in my first year, um, and probably a little more heavily than some of the others. And so I found uh, in second year I wanted to give back and provide to our first years this year kind of the same if not build upon the experiences that I had in my previous year. So I saw it as a way of giving back to the, to the school. Yeah, uh, big news here at Darden uh, this, you know, this year is that uh, the class of 2021, uh, 40%, over 40% women, yeah, um, which so is exciting. a huge story. <laughs> I'm curious, uh, the role that GWIB, the Graduate Women, women in Business Club, has played over your time at Darden. You would mentioned that you had been meaningfully involved. Um, was it a source of support for you in your first year? Um, what, what, what role did it play in your, your experience? Yes. Um, I always was in uh, being in engineering. I was always in and then in operations. I was usually in male-dominated environments and didn't really have my eyes opened, I guess, uh, until I got to Darden about what uh, is involved in that. Things that I had just taken as part of my experience professionally um, were kind of brought to light um, as I came to to Darden and joined the GWIB community. And I found them to be um, a sort of safe space, safe haven, and incredibly supporting of, of being a woman in business school. Um, it, even though, yes, we're at 40% right now, which is super exciting, it's still not 50, right? So we're getting closer, but when you look around in the classroom and you realize, oh my goodness, there's there's not we're not the majority or we're not even at the same level yet, it is eye-opening. Yeah, you're right. Um, it's interesting to me. You know, certainly a lot of business schools have been aspiring to get to 40%, which is from where we came from. It's a, it's a great thing. But as as you note, the work is work is not done. And GWIB has been such a great partner. Now to the admissions office, we, we always say to bring a class together, it takes everybody here at Darden. And current students certainly play a really important role. And uh, y'all have been great about doing webinars and just being an active student organization. I think that's important for students to see, prospective students to see, is that, you know, GWIB is arguably one of the, the most, if not the most, active student organization doing tons of programming, uh, both for current students as well as prospective students. So that, that's great. A credit to you and you and your classmates. Thank you. Yeah. 
It's a great organization. So I'm also curious about uh, VP of Cuisine. So are you a food person? I, I do love food, yes. <laughs> so Charlottesville is not, not a bad town for, for that. Um, so how did you uh, – do you like to cook? Is that a big, big hobby or interest? Of, what attracted you to VP of Cuisine? Yes. So I've always, I've always loved cooking. Uh, one of my dreams was to be on Iron Chef when I was little. Um, and I have always really enjoyed um, eating in, like at home or eating out. And like you said, Charlottesville is a great place for, for both of those, actually. And um, I participated in a variety of events with uh, the Wine and Cuisine Club last year. We went uh, and did some truffle rolling events at Gearhart's, the local truffle place here in Charlottesville. Uh, we actually ended up doing an Iron Chef competition uh, with, the, with the club last year, which, which was fun. Our secret ingredients were calamari and chicken feet. So <laughs> it was a fun experience. Um, and there was a cooking competition, I think, for the for the first year students as a social activity, not through the Wine and Cuisine Club, but just class-wide as a way to get to know some of their classmates. There was a cooking competition uh, at the start of school this year. Yes, with the learning teams. Yep. I heard about that, and I was, I'm so happy that that's happening. I'm a little sad that didn't get to participate in that in my, in my first year, but I think it's an amazing way of bonding with your learning team. These are folks that you're going to be with a lot of the time throughout the school year. So I think it's important. And I guess there's still always an opportunity to be on Iron Chef. You, you, you don't never. rule it out. You can be on Chopped at least. <laughs> I, I think they have, they have uh, normal people on that show from time to time. So um, so you're obviously involved. You're busy. Um, from a class standpoint, you know, what, what are you taking? We always get this question from prospective students. I'm curious your thoughts on it. So we get asked about concentration specializations a lot um, yeah. for prospective students. It seems to be on people's minds. Um, are you going that route? Are you taking a lot of different classes? Um, how did you think about your electives? Yeah, um, I looked at my electives and said, okay, what are things that first speak to me when I read the course descriptions? And then I put those in my cart because we have the new tool now for for planning, uh, which is wonderful. And then I looked at courses saying what would stretch me and what – because I came here again to learn, right? What would stretch me and and build upon skills that um, I feel like I am not necessarily strong at? Added those to my cart. And then um, trying to shuffle things through like scheduling and competing times. And then afterwards, I actually open up the concentration tool and see, oh, do – Based off of these interests, do any of these qualify me for a concentration? Well, it turns out that by no surprise, my focus tends to be in operations and supply chain management. So I definitely met that requirement. But what was surprising to me was that I was, I think, 85% to a concentration in finance as well. And I was like, huh, never thought that would happen. Um, but also opened my eyes to say, maybe I should be taking a little more courses in there, um, and see if I can obtain that concentration. But the advice that I was given by some faculty that I've talked to afterwards was, don't let that be the focus. Kind of the concentrations are are nice to haves, but not by any means requirements or uh, things that you should necessarily strive for first. Um, Look at what's interesting to you. Take things that are going to push you and then see if it's an added bonus that you get that concentration. Makes a lot of sense. Certainly fits with the ethos here where it feels like learning, curiosity, all of these things are really are really the drivers. Um, 
we talked a little bit before we got started uh, about the Kaizen uh, that you did. You want to talk about um, some of the, the global experiences? You want to talk about that as well as uh, I think you're going on a DWC later this year Yes. Too? Um, so in my first year, I had the opportunity of going on uh, Darden's Kaizen, which is a u- very unique opportunity in partnership with Danaher that the school has where um, a group of maybe a dozen students go out uh, to an international location and participate in um, essentially almost like a mini consulting type of workshop where you're looking at improving operational flows or uh, projects at uh, at a site, at a Danaher site. Um, last year, I was able to go to the... Um, Beckman Coulter Immunotech site in Marseille, France. And that was an incredible experience. Uh, I minored in French and I went to a French school growing up. So I got to bust out my rusty French and um, uh, practice a little bit, which was fun. And then also get a little bit of insight into how that company operates internationally. Um, so that was an amazing international experience that I had. Um, and then this year, in second year, in during spring break, um, I am enrolled to go to a DWC uh, in Israel um, with our, our, one of our professors, Elliot Weiss, who is amazing. And I'm really excited to see – I've never been to Israel before. I'm excited to see it, and I've heard that there's a lot of innovation happening there, and um, excited to explore that. What's the focus of that DWC? It's innovation Mm -hmm. and entrepreneurship, I believe. All right. And Elliot Weiss, uh, one of our ops faculty. faculty. I've I've had uh, the good fortune of going. uh, uh, Well, he's taught in our executive MBA program before. I've been to Philadelphia with him for an admissions event. He's a big Eagles fan, as as he may have shared with you. Um, So, uh, you know, fantastic person um, and obviously a great, great teacher who's been here for for a, a long time. So. Um, what would be your advice for prospective students? Uh, as you know, we talked a little bit about research. Um, you know, in terms of you know managing the application process, do you have any thoughts or insights you would share? Yeah, for me, it's always been. I'm a big person uh, advocate for transparency. I uh, think that it is important that that application that you turn in, or if you're thinking about it, make sure that it screams you, you know, Um, put your whole self out there, the good, the bad, um, and make sure that when you read it, it uniquely describes you and really presents all of the qualities that you can offer, um, whatever that might look like. That's such great advice. Um, I think there's a tendency oftentimes the application process for candidates to focus too much on the admissions committee, Mm -hmm. what they think we want to hear, what they think we want to read. This idea that we may have this sort of very narrow view of who could be a successful candidate. And I always stress with candidates, we actually are very broad-minded when it comes to a lot of things in terms of background, work experience. I think where things maybe get a little bit narrow, just sort of attributes, what we're looking for. We want somebody that, you know, is interested in learning from others, who's curious about the world, uh, values diversity, all these kinds of things. But otherwise, you you have a lot of different classmates. A lot of different people can be successful here. And so um, don't focus on on us. Focus on on you and the story you have to tell, because that's what really makes you unique through this process. Absolutely. So um, what's, I always ask candidates uh, this, and I'm always curious people's answer. What's, thing you, what's one thing you wish you would have known before business school? You sort of reflect on you know, your time time here. Obviously, it sounds like you did a lot to prepare between Darden for, before Darden and Coursera and, and just kind of brushing up. Is there anything that stands out like this would have been something that would have been super helpful to know? I know everyone tells you to that you're going to be drinking from a fire hose 
when you come to business school, right? And though I've definitely felt that, I think what is the most, for me, I wish I would have known, like, to take more time up front to really manage my own energy and determine what is most important for me and coming in with a much clearer vision of what I wanted to accomplish. I had ideas, but I think really setting that intention beforehand because a lot of things are going to pop up. A lot of things are going to come in to distract you and uh, talk about FOMO, right? The FOMO is real. Like you want to participate in everything, but really being clear on on my own goals early, I think would have been um, something that I may have tweaked a little bit if I did this a second time around. Well, that is also really great advice. And uh, the Career Development Center is, is working on that. Uh, part of the inspiration for the career course that they launched this summer, uh, CDY, CDY funding, was to help students, you know, narrow a little bit or to sort of hone in on on their why, why you want to be here. So, you know, when all this is happening, I mean, so much happens almost immediately when you arrive. I mean, just walking around this morning, we're not that far into the school year and there's a whole bunch of tables set up for employers in the South Lounge and there's so much going on and you can get pulled in so many directions. Um, it's helpful to have that kind of kind of focus and really be in tune with, no, this is what I want to do, or I think these are the things that I want to do, and to not feel that tug, because yeah. yeah, I think you are right, the FOMO is real. Yep, and I think also having um, someone that you trust to be a good accountability partner mm-hmm. in that, um, because you, there are amazing things out there, amazing opportunities that you may have never seen pop up, and it's good to explore those, but have a, someone that you trust to keep you in check, I guess, uh, is helpful as well. (laughs) Well, Christina, thank you so much for, for your time this morning. It's been a pleasure. Thank you so much. And that was my conversation with Christina Wong Numor, a second year student in our class of 2020. As always, if you have any comments, suggestions, requests, anything you'd like for us to cover here on the Experience Darden podcast, we are all ears. We can be reached at Darden at virginia.edu. And until next time, thanks for listening.